One of my favourite things about interviewing guests for my podcast, but also listening to other podcast episodes, is the fact that we get the opportunity to hear from really successful entrepreneurs and hear their stories. I find it so motivating and so inspiring. If you can relate, then I have the episode for you. I had the pleasure of interviewing Victoria, who is the founder of She Who, and we talk about everything from how she created her business from scratch, all the way to how she builds a thriving community of female entrepreneurs across the world. All right, guys, you know the drill. I don't want to drag on the intro for too long. Let's get straight into the episode. Hi, Victoria. Hey, Jade. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you made the effort to come because I love doing the face to face ones I love all the video content I love seeing someone but also it's effort ain't it yeah <laughs> so but I never knew actually before this mm. right that people can do podcasts like mm. over the no I like I like seeing people oh yeah I would much yeah. rather see people but you know it's cold it's dark out so not everyone wants to come yeah. so I appreciate it <laughs> yeah, true I love it my whole business is events so I see people of yeah. course yeah. yes yeah. So you're like a people person I love it I love people oh I love that okay <laughs> well we're gonna get into all of that before we do can you give us an introduction into who you are and just give, tell us a bit about your business absolutely so my name is Victoria ZBK I am the founder of she who so I love everything helping women be the best version of themselves when it comes to like building actually their dream lives businesses and brands through everything I have experienced through my own journey but also the community I have so I try to create events mm. products services digital experiences digital products for them so yeah everything just like us women being like we're amazing so i love oh, it oh we are we are <laughs> yeah Yes, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I definitely want to dive into your business, your events that you do. Like I've done events before and they are no joke. So I, and I've already done some digging into your events and I'm like, how are you doing it? So I can't wait to hear about that. Can you take us back a bit? So take us to a time when you didn't have your business and maybe you had the idea. What was going on there? Where were you at in your life? How did you make the decision to start? Absolutely. So I, I was thinking about this actually just recently. I was just ponder. So it's really interesting. So when I was, I think, like in year six right mm. I so I think that's like I don't know like elementary school as well I like remember looking back in like my one of my books and it was like I want to have a successful clothing brand oh. business and like now looking back and just I even like picked up a letter that I wrote to myself in 20 I think 11 and it said like I just really want a successful business oh I love that and I just looking back now like I've always just loved like I've loved being in charge mm. of things. I've loved like the whole aspect of creating something and mm. like profiting off that or making money from that or providing something that people need. And I love like kind of giving advice. Mm. Um, so it's really interesting because even before my business, like me and my sisters, we would have a cake store in our essay because we broke, grew up, we were broke. <laughs> and um, our mom wouldn't give us money. Uh, oh my dad. So we would literally sell cakes on the weekends. I love that. You would make these cakes yourself as well. It wasn't just like a hustle. Cause I feel like one of my friends used to do that and they were just, look at you, you're uh, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, well, well, we used to get up let me talk, so i was in, how old was i let's say i was around 10 mm. i was 10 years old we would we were so disciplined every saturday 8 a.m we get our trolley and would go to sainsbury's 
like 8 a.m. We were like, literally on a schedule. And sorry, how old were you at like the time? 10. That is so funny. Love, literally, we'd get us. I would, okay, everything was already made because mm. I couldn't. But then as we progressed, we'd make like our own mm. cupcakes. But I was never that great at like making cakes. So my sisters, I would like, mm. give them that responsibility. And my mom would always complain, you guys are messing up the oven. You guys are messing up the oven. <laughs> but we started off and like we would be so disciplined. Like the cake store would be from 1.30 to 4 p.m. Every Saturday. Wow. From January. No, it was too cold in January. <laughs> April to, let's say April to like November. Wow. Then November, we would do Christmas caroling to December. And when it was hot, we would sell ice lollies. Oh my gosh. You yeah. had like a full operation. It was yeah. seasonal. You were adapting we and you were to, 10 years old. Yeah. That is so like, impressive. Year, year 10 to like, I think I want to say year nine, maybe. Oh, wow. So you did it for a while as we well. We did it for years. And we would never, we were, we were so disciplined. We would never spend any money. Like we would have, I would have a cake store book. I wish I could still find that book. I mean, my sisters always say, we would, I would like tick people's name off who came late, what time people came. No. And we would save all our money until, because again, we had, we had no money growing up. We would save all our money until Christmas. Then on Christmas, we would go Primark and buy ourselves Christmas Oh, presents, wrap my. it up and be surprised. Oh my God. Yeah, like buy all these one pound presents. I love, like this is, see, I love stories like this. Like it really just shows, first of all, you know, this whole nature versus nurture conversation. Yeah. Like, are you born a certain way or you raise a certain way? And I never know which way I land, but it's so fascinating, like listening to stories where someone clearly had the makings of becoming a successful entrepreneur when they're literally 10 years old. Also, the fact that you were literally manifesting a successful business before you, I'm, did you know what manifestation was? Like, oh, no, I need yeah. money. Isn't it? <laughs> what, what kind of conversation? I'm broke. And I like, I loved clothes when I was yeah. younger. So yeah. I to make something. We were so broke. So it's just like, no. Yeah. But you grow up, you don't know what these words are. No. And it, but you just. I was just going to say, you don't know what these words are, but like, it's so fascinating that you were basically doing the practice of it already. Yeah. Like you didn't know what it was, but you were smart enough to clock on. That this was something that you wanted and you were you were putting it out there. I used to also want a clothing business and I actually tried oh, a couple times yeah. to be fair. First time did not work. Um, <laughs> I ended up just wasting. I got a bonus. It was the first time I ever got a bonus from a job and it was like maybe... 200 pounds or something and wow. I spent it all on clothes and then wasn't smart about it I was like maybe 19 or something I just bought a bunch of clothes like I should have got samples but you know when you're just yeah. excited and I'm like oh my god I got yeah. so much money I can finally buy it and it was all crap and then I couldn't <laughs> sell it it was all crap and it was just in the in my house for like 10 years and my mum was like I'm gonna get rid of this now I was like okay <laughs> but the fact you did it yeah the thing. you did it and that's what really matters because you learn yeah like, this is probably not for me yeah yeah I've had so exactly. many failed business oh so same yeah so it all gets us to where we are now at exactly. the time you don't want to hear it though yeah you know people are like oh it's all it's gonna get you there and everyone has the stories of their failed businesses but at the time you're like don't no. tell me that <laughs> I, I want this one to yeah, work yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> but it does okay so you have these makings of becoming a successful entrepreneur and then you get to the point where you're like, because how, how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking. No, I turned 27 yesterday. Oh my God, yeah. happy birthday. Thank are you, you a fellow Scorpio? It was my birthday oh. like two weeks ago. Oh, Two yeah. Scorpios in the booth. Um, I love November, baby. So oh special. my God, I love, I love November. It's also such a great month. Oh, I love November. <laughs> yeah. I have a Same. lot of like, a lot of people that I know in business are born in November. Really? A lot. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, almost all my friends are born around this time of yeah. year. Yeah. 
it's a thing. Anyone listening to this who's not born around this time of year is going to be like, wow. Yeah, you're still amazing. You're still great. You're still great. Okay, so you're 27. So when did you start your business? How old were you? This one specifically. So this is very interesting because this business has gone through so many iterations. Mm. So I'm probably 19. 19 okay. when it was like the first concept of events right okay so but that was geared at helping young women as right. in i was always creating events mm. essentially for my age group so when i was 19 it was mainly for you know young girls mm. who are about to go to university or you know figuring out what they want and it was, that was really about mentorship yeah and okay like providing like inspirational role models which we still mm. still kind of but it's very different now so that was called us program okay so that was the first conception. Right. Okay. And then us program turned into the us group. Great. Two years ago when I quit my corporate job. Right. That was the second conception. And that was mainly recruitment because, you know, when I would have these events, I had did a, I just think at this time I did like around 10 events. Right. And it went from like my youth club. Yeah. Events like 100 women all the way up to like, I was working with like the mayor for London. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mayor for London team, Google. But what I attract yeah all of these events really was that the women the young girls who were coming it was just like they left inspired they left like amazed mm. and but what's the byproduct of that what do mm. people go on to actually mm. do and like job creation and opportunities mm. like, was the most important thing like people were coming um and it'll be sometimes interesting like people would get jobs on my, at my oh event my gosh, which amazing. is so amazing but mm. i was just like i can like turn this into a surface mm. because there's mm. a need here so then i decided to create the us group which was like recruitment events mm. i've worked with like the likes of total jobs and i've placed like women in like different companies and that was all like the fact of like you come to these events and recruiters are like there's recruiters there looking yeah. for jobs yeah so this was like the last two years wow but i've always been so passionate about business like that's what i love mm. i live breathe think about like all mm. the time so i was thinking like when i quit my job it was tough because i was by myself a lot mm. right so my sisters actually do also have a hair business but i was i felt like so a lot of the experiences was very different to a service-based business mm. and i would feel like like I want to connect with more women who are like me. So I would host dinners, the mm. collective dinners, which I love. And I did about three dinners, which I really enjoyed. And then I just stopped because I wasn't sure. And I felt like focus is always so big for me mm. with business. And I was just a bit confused. Am mm. I focused? Am I doing too many different things? I kind of stopped that. And then th this year, that's when I started our She Who Builds events. And that right. started first in the States. But what's so interesting that since you know i think it's coming up to seven years of events the first event was at my youth club and it was called she who leads mm -hmm. and now that that's now my brand she who yeah so we've gone on like every event is she who so mm. she who leads she who wins she who dreams and mm. now it's like she who builds that's mm. like the main and she who elevates are like the main you know events mm. that i run with so it's nice to really see like there is a journey yeah of figuring out trying going again feeling like oh, is this gonna work like taking a break from it as mm. well but it's always like what i love it's a mixture of everything i love yeah amazing okay i've got so many questions for you oh. so first <laughs> of all <laughs> first of all your last job what was it if you don't mind me asking oh, absolutely so i was in um, education technology oh, cool. which is amazing because it was a recruitment company yeah so i think like the uber for supply teachers right oh, yeah. so really interesting because i 
went on to start a recruitment business. Yeah. And even like one of my internships, because I've never had things the normal way. Mm. Like I was never the smartest at school. I have severe dyslexia. Mm. So never the smartest in school. Um, never got the internship straight away. And I think this is so important because I feel like there may be people listening to this and feel mm. like, like I never get opportunities or mm. things I did. I've never like gone through a straight path, never got an internship straight away. I've always had like, weird ways of getting internships and one internship i did my first year or second year was an executive um, search company which is recruitment so all of these recruitment experiences helped me with starting their recruitment events but it's like i never knew at the time it's just hindsight looking back mm. yeah yeah right. how everything just kind of falls into place but yeah you're never aware of it at the time you don't know why things are happening and then in hindsight you're like okay no i can see this makes sense yeah, well, yeah yeah okay so you quit your job why did you decide to quit like where was you at with your business so I don't think like, it's so interesting. Like, I don't think I had like a real proven model, mm. but just one thing about me is um, I just know myself, right? I'm very self-aware. And I think this is like so important to know what you can take, what you can handle. Mm. Firstly, in the previous job, so I jumped from job to job to job. I'll be at a mm -hmm. job for maximum a year. Yeah, I would And then, saying, yeah. Yeah, no, maximum. I'd be like, cool, see you later. Yeah, <laughs> bye, bye. This is not for me no more. And I would always do things on the side, always mm. do things on the side. And I just felt like this is not the path for me. Mm. This is like not the path. And so, yeah, I was jumping, jumping. And I would also ask myself, I asked myself a few questions. Number one, can I see anybody in this organization? Can I see myself progressing mm. to a, a role that anyone has? Never know. Like if I was asked, like, do you want to be promoted? It was like, no, like, mm. no. Don't give me more work. Yeah, don't, even, <laughs> don't give me more work. Because one thing I do think is that I respected the authority that I was in. Like yeah. I always tried to do my best. I always, even though I was working on things on the side, like I mm. always try to just do my best. Even if, though, if I didn't care about the job, mm. like I just feel like I owe it. Like, you know, yeah. I've contracted with someone. So, but I just, I don't want, I can't see myself progressing. Mm. Not because I, yeah, not taking on the work, but just because. You just don't want the role. Want, yes, mm. that is perfect. Yeah, I don't mm. see myself in here mm. and I'll just be so annoyed. Like, no, like, yeah. you know, like that person is better and stuff. Yeah. I like always run away from stuff. Like, and I was just like, there's no, this is not the story I should be writing for mm. myself. My story involves, which I, I can, mm. I have high risk tolerance. Do I, you? I, oh, I'm so jealous of you. I would say mine is like medium. <laughs> yeah, I can say crazy. Really? Yeah. But the, the flip side on that is just what that can do to me sometimes. Mm. I mean, sometimes like you won't say me, see me for weeks because mm. I have to like follow through or mm. have to like my, like sometimes maybe my mental health, but like the pressure, that's the, the pressure that mm. I put on myself. Like I am constantly broken out like in my face because, or just myself. Um, because it's the stress right. of that decision. Do you think you thrive like that? You know, some people like put themselves in that position, but it's because they actually thrive under that amount of pressure. I don't think it's, I just think it's because I feel, I know the vision I have. Yeah. Life, the vision God has given me. So yeah. I know what I, the steps I need to take. And I know like if I'm telling the story, it can't be the, what people do. My life has never, ever been 
straightforward or mm. normal. Mm. Like every opportunity I've got, it's never been like I've applied for a job, went through seven stages, and I want it. no. I've had to email someone to get it. Mm. I just send two hundred emails, and then mm. I get an internship. I've had to like network with someone, then I get to go to LA and work with it, work mm. for it. So I've never had things the normal way. So yeah. I always think like, how can I expect my life to continue the normal way? So I'm just like, mm, like. I need a bit of like risk. I yeah, need like, yeah. Yeah. But it's great. Like mine, I don't know if I'll recommend it, but it works for me. <laughs> it works for me. What would you say the biggest risk is that you've taken in your journey? Oof. Um, that you could share. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I think, let me think. I think definitely like one of the risks was like my most recent event in mm. the States, right? I invested a lot in that event and I knew no one. Wow. I think I have like, I personally like 6,000 like mm. went in. I knew no one. So I was like, this best work. <laughs> like I have to make sure it works because like. Yeah. Yeah. You've invested your money. I've invested it. my money, but I literally knew. No, so I, the thing is I have no social proof and that's mm. like society and the, all the business books mm. would tell you that's ludicrous and you're yeah like what are you doing but like that's unconventional wisdom mm. right and that's why sometimes i'm really careful about the advice i give because i feel like my advice is it cannot it's not it doesn't work for everyone it cannot. but no one's advice yes does. And I think it's more dangerous if someone presents it like yeah. it does. If someone says like, look, this is the way I did it. Everyone should do it this way because Love. this is the only way. And it's just never the, never the case, you know? That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Even in my ebook, that's one thing I've really had to realize for myself. Like I used to rely on a lot on people's opinions. Maybe mm. I was growing up as like the eldest daughter and I was just like always try to seek approval from everyone. It's just like, no, people are going to tell you what worked for them yeah. and their own life and mm. their own yeah their own experiences mm. everything is based on people's experiences people's convictions but that's not necessarily gonna work for you yeah and like one person i used to always think about there's a few like um entrepreneurs mm. who really stand out like even like the founder of Gal um, calendly mm. he said oh yeah i really like him i feel yeah. like i've I can't remember if there was an article or something that I read about it. I'm trying to think, but you go. <laughs> no, he like invested 200 and I think he invested all of his, um, his IRA. Like what did he invest all, did all of his life saving oh, wow. in the app? And he had no, like, and everyone was, that's on, he was like, this is unconventional wisdom. And he did it. Yeah. And look, it's like 4 billion yeah. now. So again, like I don't, I try to present, I, I don't know. I think where I am in my stage of life, I just don't want to say something and it's like this works for me or mm. this is what i'm mm. experience i'm gonna do i will always share what has worked well yeah i literally say to, to everyone this is not going just because it worked for me doesn't mean mm. it's gonna work for you but yeah definitely my event in america yeah and even my upcoming event mm. like i had like even for planning this i just had enough to buy my flight tickets and i literally had no like didn't have a lot for money for like the venue i didn't mm. have what for like my everything but like the next day i go speaking gig that covered the whole event <laughs> So it's just oh, like, I love it when things like that happen. Yeah. I'm like, this is how I know I'm making the right decisions yeah. when stuff like that happens. Exactly. So it's just, but my, like my, the risk I take is just, I know where I need to go and mm. I know the story I need to tell, that I want to tell. Mm. And this has to be part of it. Yeah. Hey creators, do you have any burning questions which you really want answered? 
For example, are you unsure on how to increase your engagement on Instagram? Or maybe you're debating whether to start a membership. Or perhaps you're confused as to which camera you should buy next or what microphone you need to start your podcast. Well, you are in luck because we have the answers. Every Tuesday, we invite you to submit your questions over on our Instagram at thecreatorproject underscore. Do not forget the underscore. We select one question to answer every single week and we provide detailed answers to that question in our email newsletter. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and submit your questions and you also sign up to our newsletter to make sure you see the answers. Links to both our Instagram and our newsletter are available in the show notes. How do you, because I feel like what you're kind of describing is like your why, it's like your North Star, it guides you. And I talk about this a lot with people, especially when it comes to like content creation, because if you don't have the why, then you're stuck looking at the metrics and you get sad if something doesn't go viral. But really, if you know why you're creating content, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if something goes viral a lot. As long as one person sees it, then you're still like on track. How did you develop your why? Like, where did it come from? Because you seem like such a motivated, like determined person. I feel like anyone listening is going to be like, how do I be like like that <laughs> do you Absolutely. know what I mean <laughs> I feel like it's so it's so interesting to like come on these podcasts and like you know share like how everything's going amazing how thingy mm. not share like two days ago the way I threw my phone across <laughs> to my bed because I'm just like what is going on mm. or like the breakdown I had like you know a few weeks ago mm. like that's easy but mm. what keeps me going definitely is my wife or life. Yeah. And that I've just always, I think, you know, being the oldest daughter, the work I've done so far is like, I've always been passionate women. Like, just, mm. I don't know what, like, I just feel like I love helping women. Mm. I love helping women to be the best that they can. I love sharing advice. Mm. That fulfills me in a different kind of way mm. so if i can develop a business around that mm. like that has the same because i literally there's been so many times i've wanted to quit mm. so many times i have biz other business ideas and i feel like this will take off this would be better right straight away but then and one thing i'm learning is that whatever you put effort in it, it can work it yeah, will work yeah if you're just ready to iterate and you're ready to keep on like trying different mm. things if other people are doing what you're doing right i honestly think sometimes it's literally a case of like staying in the game it's mm. rated mm. not being disheartened but mm. you know I, I think it's called the the valley the value of the debt yeah the value yeah. of the debt. it's like there's this entrepreneur cycle and it's like yeah. in the beginning everyone loves it everyone's so excited and then you go and it's like no this yeah yeah and not. then you reach the proper bottom you're like what am i Friends, doing what's, <laughs> what's going on everyone quits mm. but it's like if you keep on going mm. you'll go back up yeah yeah i completely agree it's like that um that's a far better explanation but you know that like i don't know if it's a meme or what it's that picture of the two miners and they're underground and then the i don't know why that one stuck with me so much because it's such a cartoon but there for anyone literally. listening who can't read my mind um <laughs> one of the miners is literally about to strike gold or get a diamond or something but gives up and turns around and then the other one just continues but it really sticks with me stuff like that and i couldn't agree with you more a lot of the time when it comes to your business idea and even when i think back to my previous businesses any of those could have worked I gave up too soon I got too disheartened I also was very emotional about it because I was like very young and like oh one person gave me bad feedback oh I cut the whole thing's rubbish it's like any of those businesses could have worked if I stuck with it and I dedicated and committed myself to trying different things and actually learning and improving it like any of that could have worked I'm glad it didn't because I'm happy where I am now but you know any of it could have worked all right so you can I just add yeah that? go and I feel like um Gary V was like really preaches on this like which I love is mm. there's one thing we lack right there's a 
few things, but I think with our generation, because of like this, this TikTok and mm. Instagram, so we expect everything to happen. Mm. Like patience, patience, patience. Like even someone like my sister was telling me like, oh, you're 27, you're so old. I'm just like, I feel <laughs> so young. Like yeah. I have so much clarity. Yeah. And it's like, that is what is problematic. Yeah. Like when we should really be like looking at life, like, can I do this for the next five years? Mm. Can I see myself really committing mm. to this? Mm. I say like, if you hit year three, right? Or something and you still, that's what you love. Mm. And that's what you know you want to do. It's about looking at different strategies or maybe yeah. changing it. Tony Roberts, like he has a famous quote that like in 10 years, you will surely get there. Mm. But the question is where? Yeah. That's a great quote. It's like where? Yeah. You can get anywhere, mm. but you need to understand it's not one year. Mm. Sometimes 10 years, it could be yeah. 11. Yeah. Like, if you stay in the game for that long and you love what you do, mm. it's really a matter of time. Yeah, I completely agree. Especially your point about the instant gratification. That's so true, isn't it? And it is mostly due to social media because we yeah. expect, because we also see the odd person who just strikes gold and they they are on YouTube or something for two months and then they become like Emma Chamberlain. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It doesn't happen to everyone though. And then everyone gets, they think it's because then their content's not good or they're doing something wrong because they've not blown up yet. And I'm like, that's just not how this works. And when I talk to other generations, like my mum's generation, she's always like blown away when I explain things like that and how quickly people expect to kind of receive things from their effort. And she's always so blown away from it. She's like, I would dedicate about 10 years before I expected to see something. Like that's just the way the different generations work, you know? And that's why like, <laughs> I feel like every, like the businesses that like are, or just people that are mm. doing super, super, super well, like you always, I feel like there's a track record. There's yeah. always the fact you can see. And I feel like be careful, really be careful if you expect yourself to grow. Because mm. the thing is like anything easily like gain is easily lost. Yeah. You don't value it. Yeah, that's so and, true. And remember longevity. Mm. Do you want to blow and then you don't know what to do with mm. it? Then you're scared and you're having so many anxiety attacks. Or, sorry, like you're anxious. Mm. Or do you want it to be a path where actually you have laid the foundation to get here, yeah. right? So sometimes like, remember longevity. Do you want to still be relevant or do you still want people to understand what you do and who you're about mm. in five years? Mm. Or do you want to be like, oh, like imagine all the people you used to work, you used to watch on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think like, where are they now? Yeah, yeah. But some people who are like the big stars mm. now, when they were like 10 years ago, they were just only starting. Mm. Mm. But now they, they're able to stay, mm. so yeah. Yeah. I always think about that. Like, who do I still see from Nickelodeon? Yeah, yeah that's actually well, such a channel. good point. It's such a good point. I actually can't really think of hardly anyone, especially Nickelodeon. I feel like I've not thought about that yeah. in ages. <laughs> I just think maybe even, what's it called? The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Oh, yeah. 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 I feel like I missed that. Not missed it. I was like, because I'm like four years older than you. So I feel like I, you know, there's like very specific genre, like yeah. times with Disney, because it was Disney, right? Yeah. With Disney shows. Like, what was my one? Oh, Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Yeah. But even High School Musical, I feel like I was slightly too old for. I don't even know what I used to watch. Kim Possible. Do you used to watch Kim okay, Possible? Okay, Kim Possible. I used to watch Kim but Possible. That was an animal, though. No. 
that cartoon. was cartoon. Yeah. But I can't think of, oh, like That's So Raven. Yes. Uh, That's So Raven. I can't even think of other ones Raven though. Simone, yeah. And like Sister Sister. Sister Sister, they've killed it. Cause yeah. like they're popular. Yeah. Like they're doing so well on like Instagram yeah. Reels and stuff. Yeah. And they're like on daytime TV yeah. and like, yeah, they really made. But then on the, on the flip side, Keenan and Kel, where are they? Yeah. Did you watch Keenan and Kel? Yeah, but I don't know where they are. No. So apparently they're doing like, I think there was supposed to be a, do you know they had a movie Good Burger? Yeah. There's supposed to be a new movie of Good Burger. Oh, wow. And they came, oh, sorry guys, there's a fly in front of me. They came out and announced it like a year ago, but I've not heard anything since, but they don't do anything. But what a good comparison, like Sister yeah. Sister and Keenan and Cow and like what happened there. That's the, that's, that's the thing though. Like I always think, you don't want to be like those people that say the what happened now? Mm. Where are they now? Where are yeah. they now? Yeah, you don't. Like, okay, if you want to, if you want to like, if you want to explode straight away, just think about that. Mm. And even if you do, like tomorrow you become, just think about longevity in the game. Mm. Yeah, I agree. That's the important. I agree. So I do want to change pace a bit, yes, just for the last bit, because you've done such a great job at building an engaged community and you do these events and people show up and people pay tickets and all this stuff. How? Oh, <laughs> How have you gone about that? Oh, oh my gosh. I live, breathe, eat events. I love, <laughs> I just, for me, like I'm, so on social media, right? Mm. I love, if you, if people follow me, right? They know, I will literally show everything, right? Mm. There's certain things I don't show too much, right? Like my own personal, but like in general, if I'm going on holiday, mm. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you my outfits. I'm going to show you what I'm doing. I'm going to mm. show you what I do. I love showing and bringing people on mm. experiences, right? And I just love just creating moments for women, essentially. Yeah. So for me, I feel like that has really what has fostered my events. Yeah. Like I want it to be like a space where like a woman can come and she can just forget about everything. Mm. Everything for those six hours that she's there mm. and she literally just feels like, wow. Yeah. Like this is just what I needed. Mm. And that literally keeps me up mm. at night. Or that literally is what I think about constantly. How mm. can I make this a moment for her to remember. Mm, mm. Like, how can I make sure that I or someone else like will be helped in mm, this? Mm. Like I put so much time, I pray so much about it. And I think like, how, what, what can I do? What else? There is more, mm, what else can I be mm. doing? So for me, it's the, how do I do it? This is what I love. Mm. Like, this is what I love. I like creating unique moments for women. I love creating those experiences that they can come and they can pull out their phone and they enjoy it. So yeah. Yeah. So that's and I've always just kind of like showing stuff in yeah. general. Yeah. Um it's so funny. I even like had a jewelry business at one point. Mm. And <laughs> the thing I loved about that was my launch night. I did like collaboration my birthday. And that was the most fun part. Selling <laughs> <laughs> the jewelry. Yeah. And the I'm like, no. Yeah. It's a, yeah, that's big clue as to what you should be doing, isn't it? <laughs> I love the whole, like, I will like think about sound, mm. visuals, mm. the moments, what's mm. the theme, like, what, like, what's the aims? Like, what does a woman need to come and get? Mm. So, yeah. And then I just think, like, I just always communicate, like, my why yeah. with my audience constantly mm. um for my events and naturally i'm just quite energetic so mm. i love to kind of show that through my events like mm. each event no two events are the same mm. like if you're coming to a she who event you're in for a treat but you just know that like it's not the same as like a, an event there might be similar similar mm. things 
But like, I'm always constantly thinking about new things. And I also think that like, once I've done one event, I'm just like, okay, next event needs to be 15 times. Yeah. Yeah. You're always looking to improve. Yeah. Yeah. So then how, so it sounds like because you are so great at sharing, you know, your life and your journey with your audience, you've built this great engaged audience as well. And would you say that your guests are mostly from that pool of people? Because, you know, you mentioned you did your event in America and you didn't know anyone over there. How did you get your people to even know about your event? Is it all organic content? Do you do paid ads? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go. No, I'm done. Yeah, that's a good question. So I definitely think one thing I've learned with the just, I think social media, right? There's Mm. a big... There's, it's really important to feel like you belong somewhere and yeah. build a community. So I've realized more and more, actually, I've kind of always been someone, maybe again, like being the oldest daughter, where it's just like, like, I don't need people sometimes, right? Like I just struggle to even like ask for help a lot mm. and something I'm getting better at. But I've realized if I really like know, and I say this constantly, no woman can do life alone. Like none mm. of us can do, no one can do life alone. So you need people. And like, you know, when I'm looking at growing in different regions, right? There's women there killing it already. Mm. So I just think like, how can I reach out to yeah. them? Yeah. Or how can I make sure that like, you know, they know how to speak to their audience. Mm. Like I know in general, like I know the, the people I can reach out to. Mm. I know how I speak. I know who will be engaged with me. Mm. Right. But I know that I may not be able to speak to a certain demographic or a certain age group or a certain set just mm. right now. Mm. In general, I think I do a good job with speaking to a broad range, mm. but there's someone that could speak to someone better. Mm. So why don't I bring them on board yeah. and, you know, they can share the opportunity with their audience mm. as well. And then with the America event, it was definitely a lot of, um, the speakers were just phenomenal. Like they just, they shared it a lot with mm. their audience. Mm. They really shared the value. They mm. were so excited about the event. Mm. And same here. But um, yeah, like they really helped me. Yeah. Was, I had like a 12 of them. So 12 incredible women. So mm. they really helped me. And then amongst that, make sure we were all on like, you know, different event um, platforms mm. and then ads as well really mm. helped as well, targeting it there. But I really think like it's so important to understand that you can't just do it like, by yourself mm. like it's a, there's a whole strategy that goes in but the biggest one is like having really great speakers who care yeah who care and you can see if someone cares mm. because it's not even I've it's not about followers mm. I've had it's not I've had big I've had big like people with big communities on I've had people with you know medium small and it is so interesting to see who can bring people really i bet it's the small to medium not all the time but i know what you mean and i've had a similar experience because i've seen how if you're engaged with your community Mm. you may not even have like you know may not have a lot of followers Mm. but people will show up Mm. and show out for you yeah because they will support you they believe you they like they listen to you you help them yeah so like they want to help you. Yeah, or they want to see you as well. Yeah. They don't want to keep on looking for a screen. Yeah, they want yeah. the opportunity to meet. What I'm getting from what you're saying, amongst so many other things, is just like how important collaboration and relationships are, yes. which is obviously something you're really good at fostering. So I think this is a great segue to wrap up by you telling us about your next event so that people can find other people to network and collaborate with. I love this. So I'm really excited. So, so excited for She Who Builds London. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be coming. It is on the 16th of December and literally everything you've said, Jade, collaboration and community and mm. networking. The truth is, again, like I've mentioned already, we cannot do life alone. Mm. It is too hard. But also 
there's going to be some rooms that you want to enter mm. that it's not about what you know. Never. It's always going to be around who you have around you that will help you get into new spaces, number mm. one. Number two is that you need a support system because yeah. this life is way too hard to do by itself. And you'll be surprised at having, you know, a strong support system. People will, you know, support you people will help you even what you what you what you may have struggled with doing like someone can fast track that process for you yeah quicker mm. and like that's what is really important it's that support system it's community but it's also i feel like there's events for everything like mm. if you want to go to the club tonight you can <laughs> you know where to pull up mm. but what about the events for like women who want to have a good time mm. enjoy themselves in a great space but then at the same time you're learning you're actually gaining the motivation and what better time now before the new year mm. right this is the time where so many of us are reflecting how the year's gone and planning ahead and this is exactly what this event is here to do we're going to reflect together we're going to strategize together but we've got nine incredible speakers from all different fields from ceos to the head of seo from wix mm-hmm. who's going to be yeah joining us and then i've got like i'm going to be sharing so much on like actually how to gain clarity for the new year because i think that is key so many of us just go year by year by year but actually how are you strategically making sure mm-hmm. that you are getting your goals mm-hmm. you're pushing yourself further so i want to share my framework that i've picked up like this year and just i've got so many surprises for london like i've got so many surprises and just give ourselves a reason to celebrate mm-hmm. who we are as women in a safe space and it's just so exciting it's so nice just to see already the excitement mm-hmm. the energy um, and i want to share this as well that with events like this, sometimes people miss out because they feel like I can't go because I don't have no one to go with. And if that is the reason why you're missing out, you that's you need it even more mm. than that. And that is another reason why you have to show up in these spaces because you sometimes it's about pushing yourself to even when you're not comfortable, mm. even when you're not comfortable, because these spaces will allow you and they're safe. And it's like, well, my man, <laughs> I, I'm doing a lot to really make sure that if you're coming by yourself in particular, you are supported mm. and you will, and there's a lot of people that are coming to be honest. The majority are coming by themselves, mm. but yeah, you can also come with friends as well. But there's going to be something for everyone. So it's going to be so amazing. We've got less than, by the time this comes out, like three. You'll have like two weeks? Yeah. Mm. Less than two weeks to go. And I just can't wait. It's going to be great. These flies are annoying. I know. They're always up in my face. I mean, it's going to be amazing. The way you speak about it so passionately, I think it's so obvious to anyone listening that you are pouring your heart into these events. So if you're listening, don't worry, I'm going to put some links in the description so you can get your hands on the ticket and just get a chance to experience it yourself. Thank you so much. And it is on the 16th of December. Tickets are available at shehu.co and we, um, co, not com. And (laughs) uh, we've got so much lined up as well for everyone coming it's going to be really a day for us to remember before the new year starts love it i love it i love it well thank you so much for taking the time out like what an amazing conversation i feel very very lucky that you reached out and managed to connect so thank thank you you so much for your time yeah honestly this has been amazing guys you are amazing (laughs) and yeah i'm so so excited as well but yeah 
Thank you. You've just listened to an episode of The Creator Project. We upload new episodes every single week. So if you've not hit that subscribe or follow button yet, then what are you doing? Be sure to hit subscribe or follow before you leave so that you don't miss out on our new content. If you feel like supporting our podcast, we would absolutely love it if you could leave us a review and share our podcast with someone else who might get value from it. Don't forget to hit us up on our socials. Links can be found in the show notes. Thanks again. We'll speak soon.